Hi, I'm Caitlin. I'm Lauren. I'm Nolan. And I'm Russell. Welcome back to the Nerds at the Roundtable. Yes, we're all we're talking yeah. about Shrek. Just in general. Um, Shrek. As a media as a franchise. Franchise. Just, Thank this, you. This is a this is a continuation of our pilot episode, although the pilot episode was more of just a like a teaser of sorts. Yes. We, we said we were yeah. gonna talk about Shrek. And then we didn't. And now we're going to talk about Shrek right now. Yes, that's what this is. So, yes, I will be talking about Shrek the Musical. Uh, Lauren, you were talking about... I will be talking about the Shrek movies. Sweet. I got the soundtrack. And I've got the extensive list of Shrek video games. There's a lot. Which I'm sure are just the greatest video games known to man. Oh, you know it. They are (laughs) some of the games of all time. All right. I feel like we need to start with the movies, because that is what... Everything else is based off of. That is true, yes. So, Lauren, why don't you go ahead and tell us about Shrek the movie? Shrek. Okay, so the Shrek movie. So, like, it was one of the first animated films that appealed to both children and adults because of its humor and its pop culture references. And, like, I remember watching Shrek for the first time as an adult, and I found it funny just how much, like, adult humor was in it that I missed entirely when I watched it as a kid because I didn't understand it. Mm. Yeah. Shrek says ass. Does he? Does he actually? In a children's movie? No freaking movie? way. Yeah, I Does think that's he? what he was referring to. He referred to Donkey as ass. Oh, damn, bro. 2001 was crazy. <laughs> 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 they let you get away with anything. Yeah. So then they've kind of, like, the movies have kind of challenged the traditional idea of fairy tales as the characters, like, Shrek and Fiona, they don't have the traditional, like, oh, like, beautiful princess, handsome prince kind of... You mean to tell me you don't think Shrek is handsome? That's not what I said. <laughs> have, you seen, have you seen Shrek's Shrek 2 when he becomes human? Yeah, but that's I didn't. Human. He that's is an ever. absolute unit. I didn't say that he wasn't attractive. I just said that he wasn't traditionally attractive. Fair. But yeah. I don't know a lot of people who would think that ogres are attractive. Ogres. Except for Russell, apparently. <laughs> hey, I'm not right. shaming. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got me there, I guess. Nolan, you were mentioning how this movie, you know, came out in 2001, and it reminded me, when you go back to the early 2000s, every early 2000s movie is very in its time, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. You could just watch the opening credits of an early 2000s movie, and you're like, oh yeah, this is very early 2000s. This is a period piece. It's a period piece, and so many of those movies are like that, but I think Shrek has actually aged pretty well. It doesn't... It's able to kind of go across different forms of media because it's kind of a timeless thing. So it's not like you're watching something and you're going, oh, this is a 2001 movie. Mm. Or, like, this is based off of something from 2001. It's not very clear in that, which means that you're able to make a musical about it and you're able to make multiple video games about it. Mm -hmm. I mentioned this in the pilot, but Shrek was nominated along with The Dark Knight um, for, what was it? For mm-hmm. the Library of Congress. Yeah, the Library oh, of yeah, Congress. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For being a notable piece yeah, of work. being like culturally yeah. significant in some yes. way. Mm-hmm. That's substantial. I think I mean, it was the first animated movie to get that recognition. Are if you I'm, serious? I'm pretty sure. Shrek was also course, the first animated Oscar winner. And it beat Ooh. Monsters, Inc., which Whoa. is a phenomenal movie in its own right. Yeah, I was about to say, that's, that's some, like that's impressive. And, on, and honestly, it probably is true that Monsters, Inc. should have won. But then you look at DreamWorks' movie list, and yeah, they've made some garbage, but they've also made some fantastic movies that weren't even nominated. So I think it's okay to give one thing to Shrek, especially since Pixar has so many Oscar winners, even for movies that I could argue are not very good. <laughs> Brave. Excuse, Excuse you. Me. We need to talk. <laughs> yeah, sorry. 
He doesn't like gingers. Oh. Shrek was not the first movie. Mm. Correction, to everybody. To be in the film registry. Was it Toy Story? But I'm no. It was. It was. Um. Oh, no. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Oh, oh shoot. Which, duh. Yeah, that makes sense. But I'm, That's very fair, I'm actually. I'm pretty sure it was the first animated feature. It was originally supposed to be traditionally animated, but they did do CGI. Oh, they CG. gave up. They oh, did yeah. do CGI. <laughs> With the Shrek movie, they wanted it to come out in the 90s. And back then, it was heavily based off of the original fairy tale. Oh, yeah. Also, the they do have some demo animation clips of it. It looks awesome. Awful. <laughs> like, yeah. I know, like, the original Shrek movie is supposed to be kind of gross, but that's just because of, like, the humor, like, the emphasis on, you know... Ass, apparently. <laughs> what, hey, yo, what do you mean by that? <laughs> but, um, no, like, the early animation of Shrek from, like, the 90s when they were originally trying to pitch it, it's rough. It's very grotesque. Just look it up. Like, the early 90s Shrek clips are... Mm. So, I did hear, actually, that... During productions, animators who failed while working on other assignments, such as the Prince of Egypt, were often sent to work on Shrek. I remember that. The I, re I remember hearing that. Was known as being Shreked <laughs> and being sent to the Gulag. So. So Shrek was the backup plan it's, for everybody. Yeah, so clearly, Shrek was definitely DreamWorks' favorite it, film. It boggles my mind that the same studio created the Prince of Egypt and Shrek, yeah. which are two <laughs> drastically totally distinct movies. Oh, yeah. So different animation styles, too. Because Prince of Egypt was hand-drawn. Sweet. Okay, this is a hot take. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. So while I don't think Shrek uh, Forever After is as culturally significant as Shrek 1, I do think it's a better written movie. Hmm. I Forever just, After? Mm -hmm, the fourth one. Not the mm. third one. I hate Shrek the third. <laughs> if a visceral, like, vendetta against yeah, Shrek the third. I, got Shrek the third, I believe, is what mostly contributed to the Shrek franchise becoming so meme -y and not taken seriously. Because, like, I honestly believe that when Shrek 2 came out, people took the movie seriously in a, like, oh, this will be a good movie kind of thing. Not like, yeah. when Shrek 2 came out, I'm sure people were legitimately excited. Because Shrek 1 really resonated with people and continues to today. Yeah, they're like genuinely good movies. Like I don't see why like you would make fun of them other yeah. than Well, Shrek 3 like you said made it kind of meme, -y, but everything else Yeah. Good. Shrek the 3rd just had a different writer and he I don't want to say he didn't know what he was doing, but he did not know how to capture the magic of the original two movies. Doesn't okay, so have... Russell, what does Shrek Forever After have that Shrek the 3rd does not? Literally a well-written story <laughs> and actual humor and actual dramatic beats that hit and it's a fan fiction, so it's even better. <laughs> and you said you would put it above Shrek 1? We're getting I, into Russell hot takes now. I, I, I want to know what Russell's thinking. It, it, I think as a movie, Shrek 4 is better. But like Shrek 1 is so culturally significant Correct. that it's hard yeah, for me to just get away with saying that. Okay. Shrek had such a huge impact on cinema and even and culture. culture. <laughs> but I do think Shrek 4 is just written better. I don't think it's funnier than Shrek 1 because Shrek 4 just takes a darker tone. Because like Shrek will literally die in 24 hours. And that literally happens in the movie because like they save the day and spoilers but they save they do oh, save no. the day. Oh no, spoilers for Shrek right But they don't save the day before podcast. he fully wisps away. Dang. That's crazy. But something else happens I won't spoil that part. Oh, thank, thank goodness. Thank you so much, because I was actually planning on watching <laughs> Shrek You should. It's a good tonight. movie. But, um, 
Another thing that Rumpel did was Rumpel <laughs> <laughs> Stillskin did. We're on a nickname basis. We're on a first name. He basis. made himself <laughs> the ruler. He made himself the ruler of Far Far Away. Like he rules everything. My boy Rumpel. <laughs> My boy Rumpel. Will Rump. He's chill like that. <laughs> he's he's chill like that. I can mm. call him that. Oh okay. All right. Well, it's funny that, you know, you say that Shrek Forever After is perhaps a better movie than Shrek 1, but uh, Shrek 1 is more culturally significant. I think that that is also kind of relevant because if you talk about, you know, the soundtrack and, like, the, the like actual, like, licensing of all that, you know, music and identity go hand in hand. And we see this based on not only how we personally respond to songs, but, like, mm-hmm. also how we can associate them with, like, other forms of media. When you first think of Shrek, the first song that probably comes to mind is And now Smash we're getting into All-Star. Nolan's bit. <laughs> yeah, now he's got a script yeah. prepared. Yeah, so, like, obviously that's a pretty iconic track from the first movie. All-Star kind of had its time in the spotlight as a resurgence in, like, the 2010s with, like, meme culture and stuff. But looking back, I mean, the music of Shrek goes beyond the meme. Like, no, it's good. A, a, a lot, a lot of, I mean, a lot of TV and film productions use licensed music. But, like, this may surprise you, but I found out that the first Shrek soundtrack sold over 2 million copies, which is oh kind God. of insane. That's a lot of copies. Um, I mean, I feel like soundtrack albums don't really come up that much these days. Like, it was probably more of a thing in, like, the 90s and 2000s, especially because of, you know, physical media kind of being on a decline. It's like people just don't really care that much. Um, but to see how a soundtrack album could sell so well just 20 years ago, I think that really indicates a massive cultural shift. And I mean, there are obviously some original scores involved with Shrek as well, but like its use of licensing pop music and rock music kind of did a lot to engage the audience in kind of setting the tone and establishing like familiarity that like makes Mm -hmm. it recognizable beyond the movie itself. There's another licensed song in there that isn't uh, Smash Mouth related. There are several, actually. Yeah, there are. I'm remembering the one where Lord Farquaad sends his knights to like beat up Shrek and Shrek ends up beating up all of them. The song used in that scene, I don't remember the title of it, but it starts with, I don't give a damn about my reputation. reputation. So one thing that I actually thought was kind of interesting is that there are a lot of songs in the first soundtrack that are like actually covers, which is a little bit weird. Oh, interesting. Um, So like there are a lot of famous songs like... uh, like, Bad Reputation, as you said. Um, I'm a Believer is obviously a cover as well. And um, there was a few others, like, it says Stay Home and uh, Best Years of Our Lives. Oh, On the Road Again as well. All pretty well-known songs, but they're actually covered by different artists than the original, which I think is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Is Hallelujah a cover? Hallelujah is also a cover. Yeah. That's one of the most yeah. covered songs of all time. It almost goes without saying. That um, cover in of itself is iconic in its own way, I yeah, would argue. Well, because, like... A lot of the songs that come up in this movie are, like, pretty significant in their own right. And but they're then, used effectively yeah. for the plot, too. Like, it, yeah. it's not just using a licensed song mm-hmm. in a way that doesn't really make sense. When when you actually look at the lyrics... It, like, actually moves the ma- story yeah. forward, it too. It makes which sense is like, for the story. It's kind of cheeky the way they did that. I mean, obviously... It's just effective use of music, <laughs> dog. Yeah. Like, I don't know, you wouldn't really expect that, because, I don't know, a lot of times it feels like if they're throwing in, like, a famous song. It feels kind of shoehorned in, or it's like, oh, ha, ha. In this case, it's really not that... That's not this case at all, in my opinion. And that kind of ties in, again, to, like, what we were saying about the movie just being so, like, timeless. It's... Mm -hmm. Because it's smart. They don't really have, like... Yeah, there's, like, crude humor and stuff. But they still kind of have this, like... I don't know, wit, I guess, would be a a word for it. um, About, like, their comedy that works. Mm -hmm. 
kind of going off of the whole all-star and I'm, I'm a believer thing, is this Smash Mouth's legacy? Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> a like, little bit, right? It's good for Shrek, but for mm-hmm. Smash Mouth, this Shrek essential... will forever be over them. Yeah, like, I, w- I would say All-Star was a pretty significant song even before that. I mean, it came out two years prior to the film, but, like, that's what's given it the lasting impact for the past 20 years, mm-hmm. I think, especially with, like, internet culture kind of taking it away with it, yeah. um, which is kind of insane, if you ask me. But, you know, we obviously kind of associate Smash Mouth with Shrek because of this. Yeah. What if I told you guys that they're not even in the other three Shrek movies at all? I know, it's oh. really weird. Mm-mm. I know, isn't that strange? No, like, you would I think. You're lying, yeah. actually. No, no, they're not in the other three, which no, like, surprised me, too. Not even in Shrek 2. I thought Smash Mouth was in Shrek 2. Yeah. They're not. They're like, not. They don't appear again for the rest of the... Yeah, which is kind franchise. of crazy, because, like, as I said, they, they kind of have that... That connotation of being mm-hmm. so directly tied with Shrek, and it's mm-hmm. just not really the case, except for the first film. But it, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's very strange. But that's just kind of how it is. Yeah. Although I think probably a good portion of the reason why that's the case is because Shrek Two had accidentally in love, which is its own you know hit single by itself. Absolutely. Um, like that song has also stood the test of time as a track that like doesn't even need to be associated with Shrek. It actually surprised me to learn that. Accidentally in Love was actually written for the Shrek 2 movie by really? the guy who oh. wrote, by the guy in Counting Crows, which I didn't know that. I thought it was just a song that happened to be in Shrek 2, but as it turns out, kind of a funny story I found online. Hopefully it's true. Um, apparently they made the dude write them a song for the opening scene of Shrek 2, so they let him watch half of the movie. He wrote whatever came to mind and then made pretty much a ton of money because like Counting Crows technically still around. Are they relevant in 2022? Eh, debatable, no. but they, they definitely got another hit out of it, let's be honest. I mean, that was released as a single being featured on the soundtrack album itself. And then finally, Shrek Forever After. Is there anything noteworthy to say about Shrek Forever After? I almost said no, but they brought back I'm a Believer, and guess who covered it this time? Counting Crows. No. <laughs> Weezer. No, Wait, hold the phone. Is that real? Yes, it's real. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they completely fumbled the bag for 90% of the Shrek Forever sound after a soundtrack, but then they were like, eh, screw it, we'll bring back on Believer. They got Weezer to do it, which I think is almost poetic, right? Because the first Shrek movie, they've made All-Star and I'm a Believer by Smash Mouth kind of into this timeless piece of internet culture. Weezer is now currently in our present day becoming a centerpiece of internet culture as a meme band as well. Isn't it poetic that Shrek starts and ends with a band that the internet widely regards as a joke? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can kind of see that. I just yeah. don't regard Shrek as a joke like most people do. Except for for Ruby. Stop there. I know this is very serious for you, Russell. Russell but... has high regard for the Shrek okay. movies. They're good movies. They're good except movies, for that one bad not... one that you can ignore. <laughs> I'm not going to defend them with my life. Well, no. That'd be crazy. All right, Russell. Let's game. good segue alright let me look at my script that really isn't a script if you consider yourself the above average gamer (laughs) you more than likely are familiar with movie video games so the category movie games you know it's exactly what it sounds like Uh, video games with characters stories and universes based off of cinematic franchises so you've likely played one before whether it be a Star Wars game a Harry Potter game 007 game or one of the various superhero games like Spider-Man or Batman. So what's interesting about all those franchises that I've mentioned 
is that they all have at least one or more beloved games within them. So like Star Wars has The Force Unleashed, 007 has GoldenEye, Spider-Man has Spider-Man 2018. Yeah. <laughs> um, the same cannot be said about the Shrek games. What do you mean? The Shrek games aren't beloved parts of internet culture? <laughs> Unfortunately Fact. not. There's only really one game that is sort of talked about. It's Shrek 2. Um, of people, course it is. Yeah, it's the Shrek 2 game. It is one of the most highly rated. The Game Boy one was rated pretty high by IGN, I believe. I have to find the ranking. Um, yeah, Shrek 2 received an IGN rating of 7.9. The Game Boy Advance version did. And the PS2 version received a score of 7. Is that the highest ranking that any of the Shrek video games got? Yes. <laughs> no joke. Cult classic. It could be on the other On the other hand of the spectrum, the PlayStation 2 version of Shrek Super Party received the lowest IGN rating of all the Shrek video games with a score of 2.9 oh out of 10. Oh my gosh. That's and really close to three, isn't it? You, yeah. Shrek the third, anyone? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> and it, it gets even worse. Shrek Fairytale Freakdown received an abysmal score. Um, I'm quoting verbatim from Wikipedia. Abysmal. An abysmal What's that score of 0. Oh. 0.5 out of yeah. 10 from Game Informer. <laughs> okay, what is what is Shrek Freakdown? Yeah. What did you say? Fairy Shrek, Freak Shrek Fairytale Freakdown. It, it's a Game Boy Color game. It's the only Shrek game released for the Game Boy Color. It's a two-day action fighting game. Basically it's just any, a two-day fighting game. Any fighting game ever. So, so Shrek must, can just like beat up Donkey if he really wants, which is awesome. I don't think... I don't know if it's even multiplayer. And it only got half a point. It's an early, it's an early handheld game, so I doubt there's any multiplayer to be hit. Uh, any multiplayer, not. especially if it got such a long score. I doubt they put that much effort into Probably it. Probably not, but the idea of just seeing these two characters, or like any two characters, beating each other up is oh, there's incredibly plenty, funny. There are plenty of games like that. And in fact, let me pull one up now. There's oh one, there is one game called... Um, Shrek Super Slam, in which you can beat each other up using the beloved Shrek characters. Is the Super Slam in any way uh, related to the Denny's Grand Slam? Uh, no, unfortunately. I'm sorry to say. Mm -hmm. So, um, it was released in 2005 for the Xbox, PS2, GameCube, um, you know, the typical home, the home consoles of that era. Um, the, the regular Xbox, not the 360 or anything like that. There was also a DS port, there was a Windows game, and a Game Boy Advance game. It actually had a decent amount of characters, obviously. It had, like, you know, Shrek, Donkey, Puss in Boots, Fiona, and it also had some original characters in it, too, that cool. weren't even in cool. the movies. They went off script. Ones. Mm -hmm. Like, the Black Knight's in it. The Black Knight? Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But, I love that guy. As far as I'm, <laughs> as far my as I'm aware, my favorite Shrek that, character. It's actually one of the most the beloved. Knight. It's actually one of the more beloved Shrek games. Let me mm. let me mm. see if there's a rating for That's it. That's high praise. Shrek Super Slam rating. Let's see. The only Shrek video game I know is the little like, like games that like your dentist would have. My orthodontist oh, had a Shrek I, game. I think I know exactly what yeah, you're little, talking like, about. Yeah, little multiplayer Shrek games. Those uh -huh. crappy little yes. tiger. Handheld electronic thing. Yes. Oh, I'll get to one of those cheap electronics in oh, a second. Yay. But Super Slam reviews 70% by Metacritic, 7 out of 10 by IGN, 7.3 out of 10 by IMDb, Ooh. which I forget Ooh. that IMDb? they. IMDb? Yes, they will rank games as well. Huh. Which is interesting. I always forget that they do that. I always thought like movies was their thing. So, anyway, I guess we want to talk about. I guess 7 out of 10 is about all we can hope for. Honestly, yeah. That's Seven as good as it gets. <laughs> there, good there enough. are no B. There are no. There are no Bs. Okay, but think about the diversity. We went from all the way down to zero point five oh, to seven point nine. You want to 
to talk about NBC. Here, let me let me go back to the script. So according to the Wikipedia page on Shrek Video Games, there were 37 games <laughs> released all about everyone's favorite ogre. So there were four main series games, each corresponding to one of the movies, obviously. So there are 33 spinoffs? Oh, let me get to that. So there were four kart racing games. One of which was a Smash Brothers-esque crossover oh. of multiple DreamWorks characters. Carry so DreamWorks, yeah. DreamWorks Superstar Karts features beloved characters like Shrek, uh, Alex from Madagascar, um, Hiccup and Toothless from How to Train Your Dragon, and that stupid blue blob Bob from Monsters oh, vs. Aliens. Guy so much. Yeah. Just such a bad movie. Another website has most of the games ranked in the tier list. Thank you, GameRant. So, according to them... Uh, Shrek, Hassle at the Castle, Shrek 2, <laughs> Shrek Super Slam, which we mentioned, and Puss in Boots are the best games in the franchise. I'll uh, add so, them to my list. Yeah, let's yeah, take right, a look. Yeah. So, <laughs> Hassle like at <laughs> so Hassle at the Castle, the Game Boy Advance version was a, was a side-scrolling beat-em-up. It's, they really like having these characters beat each other up. They really and do. It's a cheap format to produce. Fair. The only other thing I wanted to say was... Um, <laughs> Uh, Puss in Boots, uh, I think, is funny because there was literally a Fruit Ninja Puss in Boots spinoff. Hmm. Wait, I think I remember that. There were, there were, there were actually, <laughs> Puss in Boots sequel coming out in December there were four, of this year. There were actually oh, yeah, four he, like, Shrek... Straight up dies. There were four Shrek mobile games, but only two of them made it to Android. All the other ones were Apple exclusive. Yay, Apple users, I guess. Mm. And then there were four educational games on children's educational consoles. Like, does anyone remember the Leap Pad? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah basically the same thing. Oh my gosh. So I mean, it's already level, green. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. They got it there. So um, I I want to put this into perspective for people. Um, just how expensive Broadway is. Um, the budget for the Shrek movie, the first one, yeah. was sixty million, and the budget for the musical was twenty five million. It just seems like so high. Yeah, That's for what? It's expensive. You, you gotta pay a you gotta ton pay, of people. You gotta pay for, you know, the orchestra. You gotta pay for makeup. You gotta pay for costumes. You gotta pay for the actual people acting. It's crazy. And all the resources Props. for them. Yeah. yeah. Props. Broadway, set design. Broadway is insane. Um, So I want to highlight just, first of all, the fact that they started working on the show in 2002, right after it was it was a release. They knew they had something big. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, except this did not become an actual thing on Broadway until 2008, which oh. means that they worked on it for seven years. And that's kind of typical of Broadway. And it was still bad. It was still oh. bad. They did not manage to recoup the $25 million that they spent on it. Um, but this movie actually had some, like... Movie. Movie? Oh, my God. Sorry. This musical actually had some really, like, big figures in Broadway and, like, musical theater in it. Um, they had Brian Darcy James as Shrek, who was already a very popular person. Um, and they also had Sutton Foster, who is oh. from Georgia. Let's go. Oh, cool. Um, and she was, like, she was really big in, like, 2002, um, and she was, um, Fiona. So, some of the uh, some some interesting things are that there are three quick changes in this film. Oh my god, in the show, um, and quick quick changes are usually like less than a minute. They're um, very impressive if you haven't like seen a video yes, of them happen. Watching it's... them backstage is incredible because like 
the actor kind of just stands there and like sticks their arms out. Uh, a bunch of people just like. Yeah, and the dressers like rip their clothes off of them and then like throw more clothes. There's back Velcro. On. Don't worry. Yeah, they're not just like oh, ripping okay. clothes. There's Velcro. They have to restitch every yeah, single. Yeah, every. They have to recreate eight the costumes. shows in a week. You know they're doing this. Um, but there are three quick changes, all for Fiona transforming into an ogre, um, which means they have to also paint her entire face green. And then get it off. (laughs) And then get it off and make her normal human Fiona again. So what they would do is they would have a stand-in. They would do some, like, big thing on stage, and they would have someone, I think, uh, in the final scene during her wedding, uh, she faces, like, back. So her face is, her back is to the audience. And that's a stand-in. That's not actually Sutton Foster. And then she, like, bends down, and then she bends back up, and she's in ogre form because Sutton Foster was off stage getting her all her mm. ogred up mm. and then <laughs> ogred up, you know and then uh she popped back on stage as an ogre. Um it's pretty clever, not a lie. It's it's Broadway's really like inventive with things like that, which is Broadway really interesting. Is yeah, very like, intense. Yeah like the frozen quick change for like in the middle of let it go is so cool. Oh my gosh, yes. It, I could talk for ages about just quick changes in yeah. general. Um, that could be, like, a whole other podcast. Yeah. So, all of these songs were completely brand new, except for at the end, they sing, no. I'm no. a believer. Of course they do. <laughs> they get the whole cast on stage, and I think it's either before the bows or after the bows as an encore, but they all sing, I'm a believer. I feel like they're legally obligated to I do think it. Yeah, how else would it end? Exactly. I but mean, it was already it's in a two freaking, movies. <laughs> it was in two movies. It's a song it, for, and it's a musical. Of course, they would sing "I'm a Believer." Yeah. It only makes sense. It's like and required. Then, and then Farquaad is like on his knees, and he has like yes. fake legs. Yes. So for Farquaad, they're not gonna like I don't know, like cut some guy's legs off, right? Cowards. So what they do is they have the actor wear black pants, and his shirt has little like stick legs attached to it. Mm. Like it's they're tiny. Like comically, and so he walks around on his knees, and there are a lot of parts where like he's like sitting down somewhere, and he'll like pick his legs up with his hands and like set them down what where the they're hell? supposed to be. Um, it's kind of funny. Yeah, it is funny, but the musical received generally favorable reviews, and yet it closed. It went until 2010, but it never recouped initial oh, investment. So never sad. made enough. That's uh, so sad. Which is just really... And then uh, this, this sentence um, from Wikipedia says, the show was then extremely modified for the national tour. A lot of the technical aspects had to change because the, you know, the stages that they were going on wouldn't have the same stuff as like a Broadway theater. Mm-hmm. So there were a lot of technical changes that they had to make. So yes, while it was a good show, and I will defend it because the music is actually an absolute banger. I don't know. I will admit that the music is good. The music is so good, but it, it did not do too hot I, in terms of like it got nominated for Tony Awards and it won for costume design and nothing else. So that I think it I think it deserved the costume design award though because oh, yeah. like yeah, that's no, crazy sure. what they were actually able to pull off. I have to say the main reason why I say it's quote unquote bad is because when you put Shrek in a Broadway musical, you're taking a story that's supposed to make fun of fairy tales and turning it into a fairy tale. Yeah. I That's have, my issue with I that. have a whole, like, I literally could talk for ages about, like, making a movie musical from, a mu- from like, a Broadway musical originally and then mm-hmm. into a movie musical. 
because that just ruins everything. Isn't that but what they did with like Into the Woods? They did that with Into the Woods, and they did that with the last five years. And I have very strong opinions on both of those films, but we're not going to go into that right now. Um, but I think it's the, the there's that same type of thing when you take a movie and you make it into a musical. It does lose some of that mm -hmm. like original aspect because Broadway has to be so large and just like fantastical and immediate. Um, exactly. Yeah. So like you can't really like have that same nuance that you have in films. So it kind of loses that. I also just feel like it doesn't really match the tone very well. Like the people who would enjoy Shrek, I don't know if there's like that much overlap yeah. with like the average no, Broadway enjoy. Yeah, Broadway you know? is really exclusive because it's so expensive. <laughs> so like You've got a bunch of, like, you're kind of trying to target mm -hmm. these, like, kids, but also, like, the parents have to pay yeah. to get the kid to New York. Yeah. And it's a significant amount of money. So, like, mm -hmm. a lot of people who frequent Broadway and, like, musicals are, like, these really rich older people. <laughs> and Shrek is just, Definitely like, not the target exactly, demographic for Shrek. Exactly. That is not their thing. Yeah. I guess um, my main problem with the musical in concept is just, like, who asked? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's this, like, idea that you have to make everything a musical. Especially in 2008, there was a lot of, like, Disney musicals being out. A lot of just, like, new musicals coming out. And, like, they weren't all fantastic. Companies thinking, let's do Broadway, one of the most expensive mediums ever during the Great American Recession. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're right. You're right, because it was 2008. <laughs> yeah, it was 2008. Literally, America's economy, everyone's economy was tanking. Just and then movies, sociopolitical and context. Then, like, movie companies were like, let's make musicals right now, yeah. even though they cost millions of dollars to Let do. I guess they were like, let's see if we can make millions of dollars back. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, good luck with that one. And on that note, uh, yeah, time to wrap <laughs> things up. Yes, so Woo. clearly Shrek has a lot of influence in different um, forms of media. You know, the movie that it had, the music. I, I wouldn't say that... There was good uh, representation in Shrek in video games, but I think we're going to go ahead and sign off. All right. Wonderful. Thank, Thank you, Thank you guys. for coming to the, the Nerds Around Table. table.